Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, oh boy, the number one fuck boy, standing six foot two, 307 pounds, cut him some slack, he's working on it, folks. From the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, from A Star Is Born, abortion is healthcare. Okay, at least that's a little more zeitgeisty than you even showing up. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my daily side co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is a senior dog, and I do not have steps leading up to my office couch, so he does not hang out in here as much as he used to. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, you know him, you love him, one's been on before, we're coming back. We got Jeff Carlock and Jason Gore of One Eyes and the Hulk. I mean, couldn't ask for a better I, I loved it. I mean, it. The only thing that would have made that better is if you would have said, and now it's Audio Slave. <laughs> right. And, you just you cranked it. <laughs> Coaches. I am mighty. Professional recording artist. Yeah, I'm just so good at this that when you realize in the middle of your intro that you don't remember the numbers to the guy's podcast. Nor should you, but because you're a professional, you did the perfect yell just a little bit louder so you could get slurred through it. I was like, Jeff Gar like a Jason Gore from one on the I don't remember him half the time either, so it doesn't matter. I remember, guys. I take this shit seriously. It's hard to forget. do. You always it's never forget because it is it's nine point ninety one point one. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, Hawk. Never so forget. We won point one. <laughs> yep. We're, hey, never forget. Hey, we had Hawk. it in 2000, which is really weird. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people so. blamed us. They thought yeah. we predicted it. <laughs> hey, don't blame Classic Rock, baby. Yeah, I'm just telling you. A lot of people blamed us, but not a lot of people were giving us credit for how cutting edge we were with the idea of a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. I worked uh, in Classic Rock around 9 11, and whoa. I remember having to uh remove a ton of songs from the rate from like our library because we couldn't we couldn't play them anymore because they were all performed by uh al-qaeda 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, covers a bomb track by Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, but uh, like we there couldn't was, play like... Deep Purple Smoke on the Water, Fire in the Sky. Like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. thank you. <laughs> no, Dave Matthews crashed into me. Like, a lot of shit went out the window. <laughs> That's I. I always the idea. I'm from New York. I grew up yeah. listening to all New York radio stations, Howard, Opie, the classic rock, WCBS FM. My dad has a cousin named Bruce, and cousin Brucey was his nickname. <laughs> like so I, I was steeped in it. And now you saying that, Jason, is making me think of like drive time DJs having to talk about 9-11. Yeah. It looks like the second tower has been hit. You know, like All right. Uh, beer uh, mug, we'll you- what do you think happened? Uh, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, crack <laughs> and I shotgun another beer, man. Not today, beer mug. Not today. <laughs> uh, that's really great, beer mug. Uh, let's get back into the rock. And we'll let you know. Uh, it's Benny and the Jets, Elton John. <laughs> oh, wait, that's on the list. Shit, shit. Oh, it's <laughs> just <laughs> Benny alone. No Jets. Don't you worry. You are, uh, you are correct, Jeff. That's on the fucking list. I'm looking sure. at it right now. There was Crash Into Me was banned on 912. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hippies were sad that day the for Chai only Lights. that reason. The Chai Lights, Have You Seen Her was banned. Because I guess uh, you couldn't question, like, have you seen her? Well, tell me how you seen her about somebody. That uh, is someone working very hard to find a connection to the sadness. (laughs) Well, that's just like all that shit is just anti-litigation prep, right? Like you just like you don't want to be the guy whose wife hasn't been found yet in the rubble and tell me, have you seen her, please? (laughs) That guy calls in and requests, have you seen her? (laughs) He's like, no, I'm just asking, have you seen her? Coming right up. We have the chai lights. No, no, I'm serious. Has anyone seen seen her? Oh, Jesus. That's not on the list anymore <laughs> like a, a taxi goes by playing na 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 hey hey <laughs> and the husband's just like oh god <laughs> what yeah, did that's... they talk about on that day on your station no idea sugar ray's fly was also banned oh that makes sense. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah totally that's a good sense. one that's a good one good time to ban it uh i i classic rock is very specific to me i'm i'm 41 mm-hmm. now so i wasn't like of the age to listen to classic rock. My dad was a classic rock guy, but he in the car listened to oldies, his dad's music. Yeah. So it was a complicated situation. Like once in a while, we'd be rocking out to like, so, you know, nearly contemporary stuff in the 80s, like listening to 60s and 70s rock. But right. so frequently, we were listening to like the big bopper and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah. he would play WCBS FM 101.1. It was yes. our. Was our oldies? We play your favorite oldies. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, who's the who's the morning? Who's the the midday? Like Broadway Bill Steve or Bill Lee or whatever his name is. <laughs> I could not tell you at this. Oh, because it, it's all the same guys. Like none of them have died. They're just they're right. fucking vampires. They're still going. Yes, they're still solid gold oldies. <laughs> yes, so the windows at the CBS one hundred and one studio are all blacked out, so they can work whenever they need to. They're like, and now it's lightning strikes on CBS 101.1. Yeah, it was. We've talked about it before on the Hawk that, like, my babysitter, who I was with all the time, but she was solid gold oldies. So I despise mm-hmm. solid gold oldies because it was just constantly on. And if you thought classic rock played the same five songs. Yeah, that was already whittled down. Like, that had an extra two decades of whittling down to what still was alive. Yeah. So much coasters. 
God. I think that's a Northeast thing, though, because I grew up in the South and nobody really like everybody just pretty much listened to classic rock. And then now, you know, when I moved to New Jersey in 08, I lived there for 10 years. Like you go to any grocery store or any like cars around, like especially the grocery stores, though, like you go in and it's an oldie station. Yeah. It's like you've stepped onto the set of The Sopranos. I wonder, wonder whom. Who wrote the book, book of, of love? I always I like knew wanted all to be a gangster. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, honestly, I wonder if it's culturally like the Italian-American experience, right. too. It could because, be, yeah. Because that is what it felt like a little bit. Because like the patriarch of my family was my mom's father. This guy. Yeah. And no Jimmy offense Val- to your family, Gabers. That ain't flying in the South. I'll no, no, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Valentino. Uh, right. I, uh, you know, my da- it's funny right now. It's crazy. My dad and grandpa were both IATSE because they worked at Fox 5 in New York City. So they were like union guys, but they were like the... Uh, crooked nose union guys <laughs> like you know like family union like everyone was like so and so from hell's kitchen it's my neighbor's yeah. cousin everyone was a cousin a, a neighbor yeah. like and they were yeah. either na- everyone had some kind of tino name johnny petrini <laughs> these guys were all named shit like that they, they arranged like a couple no-show jobs at the station oh yeah my grandfather was an ele- <laughs> an elevator operator Hell he worked yes. like full time as like oh. a freight elevator operator oh that rules that's it's, the best that is some serious shit like oh and, you and know they, everything that fucking happens in that building I know yeah. and you, you got are, you got you're sneaking fucking executives out you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like you're you're, you're, in you're, on, you're sneaking fucking JFK out <laughs> right right not alone <laughs> oh, right. never alone you're bringing them out with Rosanna Scotto whoever the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Lo- Rosanna Scotto came to my dad's funeral and like everyone on Long Island oh was like God. did all she the Long- really? yeah because my dad worked her show and so a lot of people yeah, were like holy shit look who's here it's like made my dad seem like this like local legend and oh I was like, that yeah. fucking rule I mean That's, it does make him a local legend that just seemed like I mean I'm sitting here when I like, literally was years like later what? going Rosanna Scotto was like, <laughs> that's you it was some serious Long Island street cred to have that and, that and was rad and that's definitely like a uh, uh, like a hometown story now. Like, oh yeah, Rosanna Scotto was at that uh, funeral. Oh yeah, if they if she comes up, my mother will say like, you know, she she came to John's funeral. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she was at my honey, my my husband's funeral. Yeah, she, like we're big, we're so tight. Like we haven't spoken to her yeah. a minute in like the last twelve years since my dad. But like, I, I my, should check in with Rosanna. A oh, family Rosie? friend. Yeah, she's, she's a best. bit of a family friend. <laughs> oh, we know Rosanna. Oh yeah. We have pasta with her all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so classic rock was like, I was confused as to what it was. But classic rock was all over pop culture in the 80s and 90s. It was in movies. It was in commercials. But it wasn't really being played in my house until like... I got old enough to be like a little more curious about music and notice like my dad's records didn't reflect what we listened to in the car. It would be like right. he had like sticky fingers and all. Oh, this. hell yeah. 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 He had the uh, the Woodstock uh, LPs like he had mm-hmm. all of these all this vinyl that I was like uh, we would put on and be like, oh, yeah, I, you would know, like just from being an avid consumer of culture. Yeah. Honestly, almost everything I've learned about pop culture history, I learned from The Simpsons. Like, sure. if I'm being yeah. like anything I've learned about movies or music of, that grownups are into, I like right. learned from The Simpsons somehow. 
But like that being said, like, and I remember unpacking that and being like, this, and you know, I'm listening to hip hop at the time, like hip hop, uh-huh. and I'm like, but like, and like some of the new rock that's coming out, like grunge and shit like that. Sure. I'm into oh, yeah. Weezer. I'm into like anyone else. Yeah. But then you stumble upon like some fucking old, and you're like, oh shit, I think I'm a Credence guy. And <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, being God. like you've 14, watched so many Vietnam docs, but now I you're know. a Credence yes. guy. <laughs> but being like 14 and like kind of understanding the plight of the draftee <laughs> yeah. because you've been listening to yeah. so much CCR, it's oh, like God, such yeah. a weird, it, it weirdly ages you in a way, like it makes you this kind of like old soul, like, yeah, I, I loved Buffalo Springfield. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love <laughs> Buffalo Springfield. Listen, CCR explains Nam more than our shell shocked relative <laughs> I know, who refused right? to talk about it and then just perpetuated yeah. the nightmare that was that war. Ken Burns should do a new documentary series <laughs> that really marries CCR with Vietnam. I guarantee I haven't Fortunate watched sons. Ken Burns Vietnam, but I guarantee CCR shows up once. Oh, they one hundred percent do. I had to stop halfway through because it was just like fifty percent crying old men who couldn't get over <laughs> killing oh, someone God. forty years ago, and you're like, "Yeah, trauma never leaves you." And then it's like, <laughs> "Here's Down CCR on the corner, yeah. <laughs> out <laughs> in the street, give me in the bar, old man, old man's just losing his shit." Yeah, uh, like the fucking uh, Forrest Gump just tied, like, was the nail in the coffin that just tied those together forever. A movie that takes place across decades when they hit <laughs> Vietnam plays. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, forever, it's there. Yeah, thank you. you. But it smell. is, it is you- a big thing. I mean, we've talked about it uh, amongst the two of us, and it can uh-huh. also uh, kind of relate to whatever your relationship is or was, like, complicated with your dad especially with classic rock right because that was yeah for yeah. me it was like it was always on connecticut always had 99 rock wplr and wccc we always were listening to it when we were working in the yard and my dad was just yelling at me about not doing things right but then in my brain i was like well fuck this i'm never listening to black sabbath like, because one, they only have two songs as far as I know. Dude, <laughs> write some more songs. Yeah. That's the realest shit, too. That's good call because it it's not till you get an old album when you're yes. a kid. Uh, right. I think we're all similar ages. It's like until you get an album and you're like, fuck. Like, when someone, someone burned Killer Queen and Classic Queen, those two sort of like greatest hits esque albums oh, yeah. they yeah. did. Yeah. Someone burned that onto a cassette, one on each side. Oh, and it God. was it gave it to me when I was like twelve or, or you know because I loved Wings World and I loved yeah, the song yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody and my my pop pop's neighbor shout out Rhonda and Feliz was like <laughs> oh we gotta we gotta make they have so many good songs I'm like yeah. I love Bohemian Rhapsody and then I got that and I was like oh, oh yeah. my God I felt like a god knowing about these songs everyone's like we will rock you rules. I'm like, you haven't even heard fat bottom girls. Dude. Yeah. Like, right. And that's the thing about queen though. They had like such a fucking, they're my all time favorite band. Same. All time yeah, favorite Gore. band. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been a fan since 81. I was like, you know, my, my mom was playing queen, the game over and over. So oh, I grew up it. listening to like, you know, oh, I was like a board game love. by Queen. So Queen the game. whipped out Queen the game. <laughs> it was a homemade board game. It was a, a, a loose tabletop Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, so Jason's about I played trying to Brian play May. Freddie Mercury. And it's like, well, this 
game doesn't work at a couple levels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna if I roll ten, I can keep myself alive. <laughs> That's a deep queen joke. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like if I roll two, I love my car. Wait, what? <laughs> they're a band that just spans. Like you keep naming songs with them, and you're like, fuck, really? Oh, fuck, really? And like, yeah. You know, and it took a long time. Like, I think that's also a good call. Gabriel, that like for our generation, especially there are those, you know, there's like Scorsese movies that let you know that the Rolling Stones exist. Right. And then you've got <laughs> fucking Vietnam documentaries that let you know CCR. But Wayne's World was like, I don't think I yeah. ever really put two and two together that that was a band until Bohemian Rhapsody. And then it was many years later when someone was like, you listen to metal. Have you listened to Ogre Battle? And then I was like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. this is heavy oh. as fuck, man. Do you know what Lauren originally wanted that song to be? Like, he was fighting Mike Myers on this. What do you want it to be? Welcome to the Jungle. I'm an idiot. Oh, man. What an insane. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, yeah. that's, that's such a perfect sliding doors moment of like. Yeah. Oh, who knows? God. Can you Not, maybe who knows? Nine eleven happens ten years earlier. If they play, Dude, uh, welcome to the jungle. If we let Lorne have his way all the time, <laughs> this country would have been under siege, man. Oh, but I'll say too with Wayne's what I'm remembering, and people would only know this if they're our age and they watched it in the theater. It was so my like times. reminder introduction of hey, Stairway to Heaven's going to be the song that is played at every fucking junior high dance you go to. Yes, because then. Led Zeppelin like sued him, and then the version that's in the VHS, the joke doesn't even make sense. When yeah. he points, he goes, "No, uh, let no stairway." But the, in the VHS, it goes like, "Yeah, it's like," and it has nothing to do with the song. And it's like, wait, that's not a joke. That doesn't make stairway denied. Exactly. And the tag to the joke doesn't make sense in the VHS. Like, were you playing stairway? But that was I like, knew, oh, I never knew that, that, man. Yeah, if you, it was, they took it out because there was some issue with label or something. So if you watch the VHS okay. version and they oh. might have finally put it in. I know exactly in. what you're talking about. Yeah, and but I remember being upset, just being like, what the fuck is this? That's <laughs> when I heard Stairway to Heaven. Like, that's when I was yeah. like, oh, what is that in reference to? And someone's like, it's a song called Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Your dad puts it on the record player and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this song is kind of cool. And then yeah. you're like, I guess that band is kind of like, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's like this is a little gay, you know what I mean? Yeah, like this, at that time. Um, that's the word I would have used in like the 80s and 90s, unfortunately. But right. then you get into like you get a little older, and someone's like, "Yeah, man, they like singing about hobbits and shit." You're like, "Wait, what? I love D and D." And it's like, a stair they sing that one romantic song, "Stairway to Heaven." Everyone's like, "No, no, dude, you got to hear." Yeah, because the lemon is him jizzing on her leg, man. <laughs> Come on, you got to listen to the lyrics. Well, it's like. Singles were huge, like singles were the way because we had music videos, we had oh, God, comp yeah. albums, we had movie soundtracks. Now, I think younger people had to, like, not younger people, sorry, people older than us would right. buy uh -huh. albums. And yeah, it right. like, because it would be like, you'd hear a single on the radio, you buy an album. Our generation was kind of like that, but that, that's harder with oldies. Newer yeah. generations have the the database or the or Kazaa or Spotify or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, oh, Led Zeppelin, you can just hit Led Zeppelin, and it's like singles are kind of amorphous right. at that point. You can maybe go by most plays or whatever, but you're just listening to Led Zeppelin. For us, yeah. it was like the way in was to hear the single a hundred times and be like, oh, I think yeah. I hate this song, and it's like, yeah. no, there's so much more than that song. Yeah. And breaking that open was such a wild experience. 
I watched MTV so much and I watched Headbangers Ball and I watched 120 minutes. I never yes. missed an episode of either of them. I yeah. didn't do anything I, cool in high school until I started playing God, in bands no. in senior year. I sat in my basement <laughs> with my friends and watched SNL, Stern, and Headbangers Ball on loop. Right. When Stern had the big I, hair and would just go, ooh, Robin, Snapple. Yeah, my my senior year was the same thing, but my grandmother was living with us and she took over my room. So I had to sleep on a mattress in the middle of the fucking basement family room, which was great when you think about it, because yeah. then I could like play video games and watch uh, late night Cinemax whenever I wanted. Yeah. yeah, or if your dad got that descrambler cable box in the oh, back of Rolling Stone had, and you could get that, that spice channel and be like, why are they looping this? So many weird times. My parents <laughs> had had that illegal box, but it was in their room. Oh, so like, damn. so and their room was upstairs in in the house I lived in when I was like twelve or thirteen. Uh, their room was upstairs alone, and the front they you came down the stairs from their bedroom and it went directly to the front door. So trying to sneak, there's already so many fucked up Freudian layers of trying to jerk oh, off God, in yes. your parents' bedroom, but yes. then you also hold the thing of like. They could come in and they can come home at any moment, and I'm trapped upstairs. So you have to like <laughs> pre predict the car sound. Yes. So I'm like sprinting down my parents' so stairs with half a heart on so many times just because yeah. I heard a car come down the street. But that was God bless you, Rolling Stone cable box. I did the same fucking thing, but I would also record it. And put it like, but I would label it in my collection like 1992 MTV Video Music Awards. Oh, no, yeah. No, my like, parents didn't give a fuck about it. I have all my VHS that I'm waiting to transfer. Uh -huh. I'm worried that I'm going to stumble upon some <laughs> shit. Trying to show my kid like Al TV yes. for three hours when Even Worse came out. And then all of a sudden it's like Inner Sanctum. Yeah. It's like Manuel in Space. <laughs> Oh, God the things almighty. we do as a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Classic rock is so associated with my childhood, but it's not the oh, music God. of our childhood, which is such it, a complicated, right. like, but that's how music works. Like people, yeah. like, but it's, it's, it's so changed because of like with mainstream radio for the longest or uh, celestial radio, whatever it's called. Uh, yep. what, for so long, we had that, that it made us yeah. all have the same points of reference, like locally. It's like no one was getting, totally new music sent to them unless they had an older yeah. brother who lived out of town or someone who sought this stuff out via like magazines or something like there was no way to get. So like if a song, there was a summer on Z 100, a not classic mm -hmm. rock. There was a summer right. where Great Frankie Valley's song, the uh, Sherry baby played like all the time. It like, uh, Oh, what a, sorry. Oh, what a night like pierced pop culture again yes. and was being played on like mainstream. That shit pop. keeps coming back. I think it's coming back again. I think in two years, it's going to come right back out. I blame I weddings. It feels like it gets in the wedding cycle somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll guarantee you some famous TikToker is going to be like, yo, have you heard this song? Do it. And then it's like <laughs> yes. completely huge. And like, and your fucking like son is eight years old. And he's like, Sherry baby. And you're like, yeah. where the, how the fuck did you hear that? I watched these dudes react to Sherry baby. Right. Right. <laughs> like, whoa, I love, I love that recurring like bit or meme where it's like young black dudes listening <laughs> yes. to like classic rock or like throwing Genesis on or whatever. And it's like oh, number one band and I'm psyched to, or it's, especially when it's like young black dudes react to Primus. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like six solo and I'm like you ain't wrong 
I don't know what I'm getting out of it, but <laughs> wait, did you just say Genesis is one? You're a number one band. It has of- be- become my number one band of all time. It's crazy you say this. Mm-hmm. Six months ago, Invisible Touch just got in my. I was like, oh man, that song fucking rules, and I started playing it again, and that was it was completely back in my head. And then I started being like. Let me throw Genesis on spot. Let me yeah. like Genesis Radio. This is Genesis or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, come. I never really listened to them. Of course, I know a lot of yeah. like their big songs and a lot of Bill Collins songs. I know a lot of them just from being alive for 41 years. But I'm back and oh yeah. And it's funny. And I'm trying to find parallels between the bands I like all the time. These ba- sure. to me. And so Queen and Genesis weirdly have a similar. Th- like if I'm not a music person, so I can never articulate things musically, but see if you can get along. There's something they both play like kind of varied music inside of one. But I, I would say a commonality they both have is like, and I hate this word, but I mean it in its original definition, like epicness. There's an they epicness are. to their music. They have music. a grandeur about them. Grandeur. That's yeah. a great, that's a great one know? that lets me eliminate epic and bacon from my fucking <laughs> Exactly. <dialogue. laughs> well, because they like- both, they both are in, progressive worlds queen less so but still they have so many songs that might as well be progressive rock which is like my big offshoot of classic rock like for me like that was a the huge moment was like i was just a punk metal hardcore kid i didn't listen to any of this shit and every once in a while i'd be like yeah maybe thin lizzie's okay and then it's like i graduated college and i remember distinctly hearing yeses uh uh heart of the sunrise on the radio and being like this sounds like metal Oh my God. And then all of a sudden someone else did the same thing you did where they were like, I always thought Genesis was just like a pop band and just like whatever. And then I got Foxtrot and I was like, Oh, let me hear it. And then my life changed. And I was like, Oh, they were a humongous progressive rock band. Peter Gabriel was in it. They have 32 minute songs. Oh my God. And then as time went on, and this is where me and Jason really bond. Then, like, me and my buddy Mike Pace almost started Genesis Podcast because we're like, wait, yeah, the era of Duke and Abacab is unbelievable. That's, that's my and favorite that's era. I mean, I love the Gabriel era. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for me, man. That's it. And, and that's the heart because I would always for a long time be Gabriel era. But then, as you know, uh, 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 and then there were three is my favorite, probably. Yeah. And that's <laughs> when it's just the three of them, but it's still progressive rock. And they are just the greatest band because they do everything. All at once, but also they are like Queen because Queen does everything all at once and doesn't fail at it, which is the the kind of the parallel I think with Genesis. And <laughs> right, that. right, right. It's not they just pull like, it off. yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. don't do that one again, <laughs> except right. for you know uh, who who done it or whatever on yeah. Abacab. <laughs> it's also one of those things where it's like they do such a different variety of song where like one of them's going to be like happy and fun. You're like a, like a misunderstanding. Yeah. And then you've got something really, truly creepy like mama. Oh yeah. You know? And you're just like, shit, or this home by rules. the sea even where you're yes. late in and you're like, this is a story about ghost stories on the yeah. sea. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Athletic Greens, we're talking AG1, baby. Look at this. I'm packing for a bachelor party right now. Uh, Well, I'm taking a break to record some ads because Emma requested. But I was packing for a bachelor party in my toiletry kit. I'm going to be there for Friday morning, Saturday morning, and Sunday morning. Guess what I'm bringing? 
30 packs of AG1 travel packs. And, okay, yeah, I only need three. I'm not taking 10 every morning. But I'm going to be handing them out to my boys, making sure that they get their 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced super ingredients of the highest quality every morning just like me. I'm going to be getting my boys up, getting them on the AG1, and treating ourselves right. Now, I say this all the time, but it cannot be said enough. The most important thing about AG1 for me is that the all-in-one formula makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional bases with one step early in the morning. Nothing's easier than telling me to just drink a drink. And so you shake up your AG1, chug or stir in your AG1. It's that easy. I use a little shaky shake. And you just smash down 20 ounces of water and a scoop of AG1 and bang, bang, bang. You got the first healthy step of your day. And after that, what are you going to do when you make your coffee? You're going to add sugar? No, you're already taking athletic greens. You're working on yourself. You don't need to add sugar. You don't need to get the full-blown latte with extra syrup. No, treat yourself right. Oh, yeah, maybe I will make the gym because I had my athletic greens this morning. I'm making my uh, step. Make that first easy early choice. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to Athletic Greens athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots, juicy steaks, little fish swimming up the river, a little fresh salmon jumping around, some beautiful shrimp. Well, you don't really see shrimp, but when you open the bag, you don't get any of that. You get like burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food, it's time for some fresh thinking. Feed your dog the farmer's dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies, gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve the nutritional value. You just tell them about your dog. They'll deliver a personalized meal plan for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. And dog people across the country have already ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. So go to the farmer's dog, T-H-E-F-A-R-M-E-R-S-D-O-G, thefarmersdog.com slash mighty, M-I-G-H-T-Y. Get me 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash mighty. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash mighty to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash mighty. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash mighty to get 50% off your first box and free shipping. Did you hear it enough? Farmersdog.com slash mighty. Talk to me a little bit about progressive rock because as I've heard it articulated, I'm into that. But what makes something prog rock? Like I I, I know I always use like the, I kind of always talk about the content of the lyrics when I discuss prog rock, you know, and it's like, and you're a dragon to the you know like i talk not that far off yeah (laughs) you're not that far off but what 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 makes it progressive rock because this is something that i think i'm into based on like all the bands that represented it and you are too because i know at least at just to say at was at one point like you or you might still be but like you're into like arcade fire yes and like and so to me that's like an epicness that like I can't hang with just because I'm like there's other dudes who do better epicness right um, right and it's oh, yeah Arcade Fire give- was like one of my favorite bands for a long time yeah, sure yeah live, yeah like, yeah eight times yeah right yeah because uh, they the fit that mold answer. too in a way yeah yeah I I do think before and and Jeff is the expert Jeff is the prog expert and 
before he t really takes you down a, a ride here that's going to make you understand the entire genre, I'm just going to say it simply, more notes. Like a lot. Across the board. Yeah. Every instrument's playing a lot more notes. But I would say even further because i like See, to say that's why for, it was the short answer yes exactly for differentiation from i would band. say even longer <laughs> okay that's great jason but if i were to say it longer, say it longer. <laughs> uh to differentiate from jam bands because there is a fucking venn diagram oh, overlap yes right yes. like it's more notes but with a focus like uh it, and we've talked about i think jason where it was like it's improv comedy versus sketch comedy Yes. but with a lot of notes. Where like they have the same heart, they their brains work yeah. differently, yeah. and they they both are looking for game and all that shit. But right, and, right. and in general, uh, with you know progressive rock, it is just like a catch all. Uh, you know, radio uh, and and uh, classic radio and radio and AOR record label term to just say bands that are doing stuff beyond the three minute and thirty second pop format. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, because ultimately. There is connective tissue even in who play, but like, yes, does not sound like King Crimson, really. Right. And does not sound like Rush. Which and does Genesis, not sound like Jethro Tull. And does not sound. And then really, when you get deep, then it's like, and certainly don't sound like Gentle Giant, who straight up are just doing madrigals in three part, <laughs> which you would yeah. like, Gabris, because it might as well be fucking Sword of the Valiant. Uh, <laughs> right, because okay. it really is just like what, what are these guys' names? I'm taking notes. <laughs> Gentle yeah. Giant. Gentle oh, Giant. I mean, I like the name already. I, oh, no, don't I worry. Be... The first song's called The Advent of Panurge. On, on <laughs> I'm in. There you go. Uh, there there the you best. go. But like, is so, yeah, Rush, sorry, real quick. Just yeah, to, yeah, uh, 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 is Rush the most in indicative of? I feel like when 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 people say prog rock, I feel like the most popular or the most uh, like. Use, most used one is Rush. And Rush, I don't yeah. dislike, but I'm not really into either. And but it took a long Canadian time for prog, me as man. well. It's Canadian prog. It does have its yeah. own vibe. It has its own <laughs> okay. fucking vibe. Because even, but, honestly, yeah. there's I, a I fan just saga. Say, I just want to say prog. it's rare you host a podcast where two guys at the same time go, well, that's because it's Canadian prog. <laughs> okay. So and I, again, I, which I appreciate why, this opportunity. <laughs> this is why the motto of the hawk and my life is alienating it, through specificity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's like, yeah, there aren't that many people that are going to get that well, joke. Uh, that's but, Canadian prog, yeah. my friend. Uh, <laughs> come on. But no, I guess I would say, because even like people still just like can't wrap their brains around Genesis necessarily being a prog band, even though. They're like the ultimate. I mean, and Pink Floyd still like they get lumped in. But if you're talking to like a prog nerd, they might even balk at that. But I would say Ugh. Rush. Yeah. 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 And prog nerds are maybe the worst. Yeah. And we hate all fans of huh. things. I was like. an improv nerd and a Magic the Gathering nerd. I've been all the worst <laughs> nerds. Don't worry about it. Yeah, prog rock nerd yeah. cannot be much. I, yeah. I was into funny. Let's talk. I got into metal for a little bit solely because of a friend's older brother. Like, uh -huh. Met <laughs> like I think how most people in the 80s and 90s sure. got into Metallica. Oh, yes. Or, yes. Sorry, got into metal. Metal. You know, Met Metallica's a little mainstream at the time, and you're kind of into it. And if you're like me, playing sports or whatever, and you're like, everyone's jamming on Enter Sandman in the locker yeah. room and shit, getting hyped yeah. to Metallica, and you're like, this is pretty rad. Then you mentioned Metallica around uh, Tommy Martin, who's got, you know, Iron Maiden <laughs> posters, and you're like, he's like, you like Metallica? Do you know Megadeth? Do you know exactly. this? Do you know? Yeah. And then all and then you get into all the news, all the shit that was also popular and cool at the time. And 
that was like really eye opening. And now I feel like at 41, I kind of need that for prog rock. And if I'm being honest, a little in my aging, and I think due to my hobbies, I've been getting into like yacht rock. Like, yeah, uh, yacht rock's good. Greatest. I mean, look, man, my, my maybe third sketch at UCB was about Christopher Cross sailings. So <laughs> I've been doing this shit for too long of alienating everyone with my bullshit. Um, but I yeah, mean, I, I mean, think I Rock, was a, a director or an actor on uh, you might have <laughs> on one of your early ones been. because and then right after I was like, I got this song about looking glasses brandy. Uh, we want to do a sketch about that as well. Um, you know, yacht rock is the greatest. I mean, uh, that's the thing. If you stick around with us long enough, Gabrus, we'll just get you down to holes where all of a sudden I'm getting you to listen to Dungeon Synth. Oh, <laughs> my God. I yes. mean, those are two words that would be in my. And now I normally make the search terms joke exclusively to reference to Pornhub. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> oh, no, type it into Pornhub. It works really well. <laughs> it's yeah, still it's a stepmom doing it. says shit, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, my <laughs> stepmom's stuck under my dungeon coffee table. <laughs> you would actually love Dungeon Synth because it truly is like an outgrowth of black metal, but it's just dudes playing music that can mostly best be described as the music from a Lost King's Quest game. Yes. Bro. Like, that's, that's truly what it is. That is so fucking it's, true. It, it's antique. Uh, yeah. Since it's rudimentary, and I listened to so many hours of it. Not Bro, stop. send I me listened, send me a yeah. playlist. Send me a playlist you like from that because that's since I realized how much I and and it's making a comeback because uh, of oh, my yeah, love because yeah. of my love of uh, action movies as as you guys know. Oh god, I yeah. got so into synth and got so into Tangerine Dream and all that oh, kind man. of music and. Uh, all those I guys. have 38 LPs by Tangerine Dream, but I don't oh have anywhere God. close to enough of them. Oh, I mean, yeah, you oh were like, God. when I first got into Carpenter, you were the guy I knew to go to to <laughs> yeah. talk about that, who I like his music as much as his movies. If not, yeah. sometimes it's the best part of his movies, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but like, I got so into synth, and now it's back so hard in a cool yeah. way, and that's been really fun, and finding more and more of it, like, there's this band, The Midnight, which kind of does like uh-huh. sax and synth, which is very oh, like shit. it's yeah, very yeah. sexy, like sexy oh, movie yeah. kind of vibe. But yeah. this dungeon synth shit sounds fucking it's, rad. I think yeah. you'd find it. I mean, you can, and there's all these little offshoots like Hole Dweller is is Hobbit uh, synth, which truly really <laughs> just sounds like music for being Hole in Brandywine. Uh, the craziest one is Grandma's Cottage, and it looks like paintings that would be in your oh grandmother's house and it straight up is just supposed to emulate having cookies at your grandma's house and this i listen is, to I'm, that when i write a lot dude this is the this best is, you'll get all the best yeah. thing i've ever seen <laughs> i can't believe i i've also like just unpacked to myself that oh yeah since the pandemic the three genres of music i've been getting most into are prog rock yacht rock <laughs> I mean, I'm still listening to a shit ton of hip hop and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, indie yeah. rock, but that was, I've always been into that. But yeah. yacht rock, prog rock, and synth have really taken over my life. And I'm starting to feel like someone's older brother. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> look, man, when you want to escape the entire fucking world because it's a nightmare, uh, you become someone's older brother. <laughs> right? All the music you listen to is escape music, like uh, <laughs> like synth music about sitting in your grandma's house <laughs> drinking tea. Right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. For me, it's like all synth music. I'm a fantasizing driving a speedboat full of cocaine yeah. across yeah. the fucking. From oh man, Crockett's theme really is the best. Jan Hammer really <laughs> fucking nailed it on that one. <laughs> I don't really want to rewatch all of Miami Vice, just a couple scenes. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
I'm looking at some of these covers for Grandma's Cottage, and it's the it's like it's a fucking right? Courier and Ives yeah. picture. <laughs> the song it "Painting is... Eggs" is wonderful. <laughs> but this Great is where fucking... my brain got. This is why yeah. I also have 1,600 LPs behind me that Jesus like Christ. I jump around nonstop all day. But you know, between like Grandma's Cottage. Deep cut Thin Lizzy songs. Like, <laughs> and then like texting Jason randomly where he's like, have you checked out this Argent video? Which yeah. is the new band we're obsessed with. <laughs> now, new to you or new? Uh, well, <laughs> new we were aware, new... but now we're going on a deep dive. It's but they're, like, not uh... new, they're not new to music. Oh, no. Yeah, no. no. This is a 70s no. band. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, right, exactly. I want to call out for my listeners when you say a new band we're listening to. Oh, that, yeah, that, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't know how many new bands outside of the hardcore genre are piercing. Well, that's the thing. If it's yeah. a new band, I know it's probably some slam death metal band that right. like, <laughs> no one wants to listen to. But, you know, if it's this, it's us being like, oh, that Rainbow song was a cover of a Russ Ballard song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was in Argent. <laughs> oh, but, man, God. like, Argent had some, some hits, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got hold I mean, your head up. And God hold gave your Ron- head up. You probably know that from a Vietnam doc. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was the night of the Tet Offensive. Hold your head <laughs> up. <laughs> and they also did. Uh, God gave rock and roll to you. Yeah, that was for them to classic. do their version. And, but and so that's the craziest. I mean, beyond. Uh, literally, Paul Stanley decided to be like a turd in the past two days. Yeah. Uh, it's real uh, disheartening because my six-year-old has gotten super into Kiss in the past two weeks. Oh yeah. man! And and I don't even really even listen that much Kiss, but like truly, like my wife bought him a Kiss shirt. He won't stop listening to "I Was Made for Loving You." Like he was oh, singing awesome. along to every single song. Uh, I, I'm hoping he doesn't ask what a love gun is because it will yeah. be about Paul Stanley's dick. But right. like he loves them so much. But it's like this is where I'm like, oh, there are many reasons I'm psyched to have this kid. But like I'm watching him become a fucking metal and classic rock fan. That's like, so, it's, And be what? nerdy. He's like he keeps saying over and over. And I told Jace this. He keeps going. Strutter must have been their first song, huh? Oh, I think it man. was their first song. It sounds and I was like, I have taught you to be a snob. <laughs> I love early. this. Didn't Wait, he I'll... say something about hard luck women too? He kept going. This isn't this. This must be from their first album because it doesn't sound like them. And I'm like, yeah, just, it does. I it sounds it. like Rod Stewart. How, right. how old is your kid now? Six. <laughs> wow, Jesus yeah. Christ, that's awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> rad. What is it? What is the power of is classic rock like? Uh, how? fathers and sons communicate like uh, or is that is that specific to our generation but now that i'm thinking about it my dad listening to his dad's music in the car is kind of like a weird is it the way we like like it might be the only way i talk to my dad if like to get him to stop talking about jordan peterson like for two seconds like honestly like it's like let's talk about why would you stop that i know that's the part i love i kind of i just would like to hear more about masculinity oh that's so funny how i don't live up to it i thought he was like a young uh like a young guy's guru i didn't know there was any adult like also if you're you know a recovering dude who hangs out too much on youtube at like one in the morning you eventually get there 
Right, it's like he like discovered that, him and so, Christopher Hitchens recently, and I'm like, like oh, the boy, self Jesus. improvement spiral that gets right. you out of like, yeah, that you're like, yeah, I'm really into yoga. Yeah, I'm duct taping my mouth closed at night. Okay, yeah. now I'm outside of a fucking library with a fucking. Well, I, I had to go on like a tangent the other day and be like, hey, you should check out Adam Curtis's hypernormalization. <laughs> if you're going to be watching four hour terribly made videos, watch one that actually works and that all of these idiots ripped off, and now we have to deal with four-hour videos of <laughs> monsters with bad ideas. I just it's watched Hypernormalization for the first time like a month ago, dude. I had never seen it. Someone recommended it to me. I, feel like, I think it was Henry Zabrowski, if I could name drop guys. To I was going to get Potamonic or Zabrowski. So. Right, those are the good guesses. I think it came up on a High and Mighty, where I, and he mentioned it, and I was like, fuck, I've never seen that. And I put it on. And I was distressed. (laughs) (laughs) I've never, sometimes when someone just says something that's so right, it hurts. (laughs) And you're like, there's no arguing this. I've never seen this. What is it? Okay. How to articulate this. Jason, it rules. It's uh, Adam Smith (laughs) is a BBC documentarian. Curtis. Okay. Oh, Adam Curtis. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already off. Allow me to do this. Uh, Robert Smith from The Cure. (laughs) He's depressed for four hours. (laughs) Adam Curtis makes these BBC docs. One of them is called Hypernormalization, and it's like a three and a half hour documentary where there's no talking heads. It's just voiceover and like fair use news footage. Okay. But he kind of tracks how the hyper normalization of bad behavior, of how once people stopped getting in, tr- like people in power just didn't feel consequences. We, it, it just maps how that goes all the way from like back to like the nuclear bomb to Trump. Like it, like it, oh I think it's like, God. right? It's like a 2016 yeah. or 2018 doc. Yeah. It's and a such so, like thesis of like we didn't just show up here, like right. it's been this. It, we it, it moved from this to this to this. This is the 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 movement of capital. This is the movement of uh, 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 mass marketing, uh, advertising, which then gets into other ones he's done. And you're like, it, Jesus. It, it's it's yeah, it's both but perfect tool for just like stoner going whoa. Well, yeah. And also then yeah. you're like, no. and also. Right. True, yeah. and if you're and if you're at all at all a fan of the medium, the idea that there's no yeah. talking heads and yeah. no oh, talking yeah, to that. camera, and yeah. you're just like kind of as if you're changing channels over time, it's like really intense in that way. Like now, I'm obviously pitching it to Jason <laughs> as a stoner. Uh, no, I love it. I love the, the idea. And then Morgan Spurlock shows up halfway through, and he's, <laughs> and he's like, like, "I'm eating like, the I haven't, <laughs> All I need is quarter pounders." <laughs> uh, the the big the I think the big linchpin he uses in it is the no no consequences for the WMDs lie is like once oh, once politicians wow. realize they can get away with that justifying killing people and invading a country for a made up thing and they don't get in trouble for it once they do that there's no coming back that's like yeah. the bridge too far you move they can the do line whatever and you they keep want. moving yeah. the line you're not pulling the line back and then right. all of a sudden we're at 2016. Well, yeah. you certainly you st- in 2023 you still feel the line moving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's all around you 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 know something's up. Like yeah. our former president like was indicted and almost everyone I know is like yeah, but nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. 100%. That's yeah. Insane to imagine yeah. of like the worst yeah, thing it ever. won't even not even nothing's going to happen. It won't even affect him. 
Yeah. Right. Where it's He'll like, just run for president again. And man. he Fuck just it. fucking becomes president again. But this fucking is Dan also. Dan Quill forgot an E in potatoes and he was drummed out of society. Oh, yeah. They almost had brown in the head. Suit. Howard Dan, Howard Dean yelled weird oh, and was like asked to leave America. <laughs> it felt crazy like, to show that Chappelle Howard Dean sketch at a certain point in sketch classes at UCB because I was like, I don't even know what the joke is anymore. Right, We're way right. beyond this fucking thing. It doesn't matter. Can you imagine being Howard Dean like the morning before he's told that everything's over and they tell him and he's like, wait, what? The screen? <laughs> But this, I'll say this, this is, that to bring it back to, this is also why, to me, uh, and it connects to also, like, punk, the punk I love, a lot of the punk I love, a lot of the metal I love, but, like, the uh, in the face of all of this, hold your head up high, <laughs> it's like, you have these, like, I get why my kid is liking Kiss. Like, he doesn't like the songs that don't have, like, a fucking massive chorus. That you just yell over and over, and essentially the good version of "Make America Great Again" uh, is like why I like punk slogans. But people are right. dumb, and I am as well. And you like that thing that's just like, yeah, the boys are back in town. Like I just <laughs> like it truly is. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking Thin Lizzy is the great. Yeah. I mean, my wife could probably do with less Thin Lizzy in our life. There's so much talk singing. <laughs> no but, way. Yeah. No way. I mean, and I say no way when I wear a Thin Lizzy hat every day of my life. <laughs> yeah uh for me for me the fucking uh mantra song chorus is back in the new york groove like oh, i put yeah. that i put that on when i'm landing at jfk because it just me too but one time gavin spieler uh described we were like just blasting that song me him and rogers all from new york we're right. all just like having a blast blasting that song and gavin's like this is the song that plays when you sign with the Yankees, like when you move back to <laughs> yes, like when yes. you've been in another city and then you come back to the Yankees, that yeah. song plays. And that just juiced me up in such a way that yeah. that that is my make America. Like, it's like, yes, oh, I'm behind God, yes. it. Yeah. Jason, should we pull it all together and maybe blow fucking Garris's mind? Who wrote New York Groove? Do it. Russ Ballard from Russ Argent. Russ Ballard from Argent. From Argent. Sung by Ace. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. fucking crazy. Sung by Ace Freely of Kiss, which is yeah. like, holy yep. shit. He we did an original version. English musician. Man, it all Russ goes Ballard. back to fucking Argent, man. Don't you know? Hey, man. It, it's you a new band the red we're lights, into. man. Hypernormalization <laughs> is about it's Russ Ballard and Argent, man. <laughs> but also, like, this is why. This is your guy's four-hour document documentary. Yeah, it's like truly. how everything gets back to Argent. It's like, who is this for, guys? <laughs> but it is truly, like, this is also one of the reasons, honestly, we do the Hawk. This is why we bonded over classic rock. This is, like, yeah. it's kind Kind of connected to even when I would do the podcast with Nate Smith, what's that from? We're just remembering shit is like in insanity and in the world. The thing that maybe brings me the most joy is connecting all these dots and just going deep on music. Well, it's, it hits and, nostalgia. And, and in addition to music feeling good because it's a beautiful art form, mm -hmm. like it hits nostalgia. And then yep. for us of a certain age, that tracks you going through your memory. Maybe it's making you think of family members specifically. Oh God, but, you yeah. know, I, I have a distinct memory. Here's a, a classic rock dad son connection. I have a distinct memory. This is a bad habit my dad used to have. He used to pump the brakes to the beat of the music at red lights. <laughs> and uh, I, I like know exactly what you're. I, I distinctly about. remember. And he used to. He worked 
as I said earlier, at Fox 5, so he worked 3 to 11 because he, he worked all the way through the 10 o'clock news, mm-hmm. and he would leave the ten, uh, leave at 11, and he would drive to and from the city, uh, and he would get home around midnight. So once, once I was 16 or 17 and my, and my curfew was around 11.30 midnight, my dad was frequently picking me up, which was a little dicey because he was the... Uh, Punisher. He was the uh, judge. So you didn't want to be too lit in front. But he was also the alcoholic. So like there was like a little bit of a bond of like he might know I'm drunk, but you just don't want to be like getting you don't want to have to deal with him. Right, but, right. So you get in the car. Most of your I, relationship as with my dad, just trying yeah. to find a way to not deal with him. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, I got a, yeah. got a really awful way to not really have to deal with him. Yeah. I mostly just talk about him with a person I pay $300 an hour. <laughs> I, I buy more Thin Lizzy and Argent records <laughs> yeah, than right, call so. my therapist to yeah. try to get it re-upped this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it's the only thing I bonded with my dad over. Right. Was like, like, you know, we both like he was a huge Neil Young fan. Oh, and I uh, I got into it because of him and he would always be playing Neil. And we, you know, we went and saw Neil together and, uh, you know, we really bonded over that. Other than that, you know, he yelled at Fox News and uh, loved guns, you yeah. know, like it's funny that, that the, the music taste bonding doesn't ever I mean, and maybe listeners, let us know if this is specific to you, because I don't know anyone who the listening bonding jumped up where you got. I don't know anyone who got their dad into a band. I got or, my you know, dad into Elliot Smith. Really? Oh, that's yes. funny. Wow. You are aiming for a specific goal with your dad. Yeah. You're like, all right, if you're going to sit here watching Fox News, I'm going to get I, you depressed rather than angry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But there was it was something that I knew he would like for some reason. That's I just really I thought cool. it would connect with him. And he cranked like he had his own copy of XO, and he would. I crank could see that if you're a diehard, if you're a big Neil Young fan, you can find yeah, some overlap. Definitely. They go yeah. together really, yeah. really works well. much better than one I once gave uh, John Zorn playing Ornette Coleman free jazz covers to my dad, <laughs> and then he tried to give it back to me, and I was like, that was a gift. Like, he's like, hey, uh, Jeff, do you have this one? Do you have this yeah. one right here? Like, uh, yeah, I know where it came from, motherfucker. Oh, I, did Christ. you have this, though? <laughs> I will say I bought him a BOC shirt recently, a Blue Oyster Cult shirt. Nice. Okay. All of a sudden, he was talking about him. I was like, all right, here you go, brother. Like, let's bond somehow. Yeah, let's get Yeah. I know I used movies for like the last yeah. 15 years of my lo- dad's life to be like, yeah, we love Steven Seagal, right? <laughs> we <laughs> I mean, can talk about I, that no matter what level of intoxication you are. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. just to. I didn't even finish this thought. Weed is great. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Weed is great. Uh, he, I'm in the car, drunk at like 16 or 17 years old, <laughs> at a red light, deep purple smoke on the water is playing. Oh, and it's yeah. Like, dun, 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 <laughs> and he's smashing the, the brake, and I'm going, <laughs> I'm like, in, but I can't sell that I'm like drunk or it's bothering me. So he like looks over at me. I'm like, thumbs up, like, uh-huh, the smoke yeah. is on the water, Dad. Oh, God, oh, God. Just like, it's such a it's such a driving pump in the like that song has such that heavy beat there oh yeah i feel i would have been sitting in the back going actually it's uh john lord's organ that's the heaviest parts in that (laughs) (laughs) like shut up sober idiot sorry dad that's my straight edge friend (laughs) yeah my straight edge friend's a real dick about music sometimes (laughs) yeah and he lives pretty far away from here you got to drive to connecticut (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) 87 north let's go (laughs) (laughs) baby mike and the mad dog Dogs on. We can fucking listen oh, to them yell at us the whole time. Oh yeah, 
going back, my dad worked three to 11. So that means he was home all day or like doing stuff around the house all day. When I wasn't in school, that right. was a disaster. Like when I was yeah. in school, it meant I saw my dad like for an hour in the morning and then not again till an hour the next morning. Yeah. But when we were home, he would just listen to talk radio all day. It was Imus, Mike and the Mad Dog, <laughs> Opie and Anthony, Ron and Fez, and Howard. Yep. And he would just I listen can't. to that all day. And that's just what's playing in my house while my dad is like lifting weights and doing karate and like <laughs> sanding shit or whatever. Like yeah. I lived this, and that just burned. And like now I'm a comedian who does martial arts and has substance issues. <laughs> like we all like, become <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike and the Mad Dog is the soundtrack to me. To us driving late at night, my dad angry because he's trying to stay awake to get to see my brother at, at college and be angry at him at college. Which is <laughs> me trying to sleep in the back seat with fucking Mad Dog screaming in my ear. It's like, I'm just like, oh my God, I hate sports. Hey, Paul O'Neill. All right, fucking <laughs> let me go back to sleep, please. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad Mike and the Mad Dog was the only one my dad listened to. He didn't do the talk radio because I feel like that would have just angered him more in yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad the classic rock could just calm him enough to. Get him out of the house most of the time. <laughs> oh, dad's not working in his office this weekend? Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. My dad would listen to Dave Ramsey. Oh, Are you familiar Dave with Ramsey? Dave Ramsey? I don't know Dave Ramsey. He's this guy out of Atlanta who's just like, and here's how you can save some money. You know, you're gonna have to sell that car. You, you know, he's a big money guy. He used to have a a, a, oh. a blog, right? A, yes. a pretty famous blog or website. Yes. Like I, I remember him from that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, here's how you're gonna save for that Disney trip. And it's it's, it's just all this just like insane stuff. Like, uh, and um, he would listen to that all the time and loved it. I mean, it get it's like becoming our dad, where it's like you know, complain about all this talk radio around it. That yeah. what do we talk about? Halftime two is like coast to coast with Art Bell. Well, like it's that's just what dad, the dad other loved Art Bell too. Yeah. Dad loved Art Bell so much he used to start going to all of the guests' websites, oh, and he would like bring them up all the time. Like I remember there was this guy named like Jeff Rents or something, and this dude was like. In twenty twenty in twenty in two thousand, you'd go to his website and it's just this cartoon with like wispy gray hair and like a guy in a button up shirt. And dad would go to that for news all the time. Oh, boy. And like that's the start of like, you know, I mean, for yeah. all I know, this guy's Q. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's reading the fucking Time Life's Mysteries of the Unknown series on yeah. the uh, website. <laughs> I will say that I do really, truly, in my heart, believe if Dad were still alive, he'd be into QAnon. Sure. Oh, which is a fun see, thought. <laughs> yeah. My dad was weirdly a young, like, you know, just uh, he has a G. He had a GED. He dropped right. out of high school at fifteen. His father-in-law got him a union job. He was like in and out of, you know trouble it and, basically uh, sounds like you're reading off springsteen lyrics right well my dad was <laughs> blew up when the he, chicken man got his GED. <laughs> he wanted to marry my mom and my grandpa his rules were get a gd and i'll get you a union job and cut your hair because my dad had waist length hair he's like then you can marry my daughter oh my god that's my dad best. my dad had waist length hair was seven years or six years older than my mom and was a boat valet slash car detailer. Those were his two jobs. He would like add pinstripes to cars and spoilers and shit and park boats at the marina. Uh, and so uh, 
my dad was such like and so oh i'm i know why i'm telling this now so he was kind of like white trash uneducated level of politics <laughs> kind right. of casually racist but i think working in the new york city and his colleagues were all like now as a grown up i i i would go and work with him some days so my dad cuz that's like the union bullshit right he's like i right, need an extra right. hand he's like my son will do it and we'll keep the money in the family and it's like yeah bring <laughs> your son down so i would go and like work as a IATSE stage no hand at like 19 years old yeah i'd yeah. be like go out there and hold the ladder when murph goes up there <laughs> it's like okay fucking 19 like uh, home for the summer just making making insane uh, but i think being around these uh, now looking back on them guys this guy, Murph, lived on the Upper East Side, was like a movie buff whose wife was from Japan and he had been back and forth and he sat on the floor in his house to eat dinner and shit like that. And my dad would use that to bust balls. But to right. me, I was like, whoa, what's happening in New York City? I'm so yeah. used to it. Not, so it, weirdly, in his old age, on his deathbed, he was like dying around the time of the first Obama election and mm -hmm. he had gone full liberal. He was like... We have to vote for this Barack Obama guy. And he wasn't oh, able wow. to go to the polls because he was in bed dying. He's in hospice. And my mom, right. who's not political, who has voted for Trump because I like his casinos. And he's handsome. <laughs> and it's like, handsome? He does kind of look God, like my that's dad. That's about close to the same reasons my family had, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he was like, at the, at the end, was like totally. And he was saying things like. So it's about time black people had power like all this like kind of like I don't know like it was just a really interesting turn of events and I wasn't even political yet but I was like right. living in New York City and yeah. just having what I consider good politics now uh, but not from a political bent of like just being accepting of all different people and then right. seeing my dad make that turn a guy who you'd That's seen huge. use slurs like old-fashioned slurs you never heard of before sure. right. and then he just right. makes this turn and i'm like <laughs> fuck dude and i think about that like every day with everyone out there having seen it live with my dad i'm like there is a yeah. chance to it turn happened. these people yeah there's a but chance yeah yep. he wasn't like a news junkie he read just like uh, Newsday, the Daily News, and the Post every day. Like he didn't like watch news all the time, except also, for honestly, the Fox Five, Ten o'clock news. Yeah. Right. But I was gonna say that's the way to possibly turn more uh, open-hearted as you get older is to not read the fucking news all the fucking time. Right. Right. Like well, I think there yeah. truly needs to be fucking media media literacy classes for our. I'm not worried about my kid on a fucking iPad. I'm worried about my mother and my fucking mother-in-law <laughs> on an iPad. Yeah, like, take away our parents' screen time. Like, yeah. they Seriously. should have limited screen time, and our kids should be able to watch whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't matter. Put on matter. Pixar be... all day, son. Hey, I gotta man. go to mom's house and cut the cable. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta fucking cut through the wires outside of my mom's house to <laughs> save watch... my fucking gay nephew. I watched, <laughs> you know, as you did, when we all did, I watched Cobra Commando a billion times at eight and seven, and right. I turned out wonderful, yeah. and I think I'm turning out better than some of the people who didn't do that shit. Uh, I was it, I was trying yeah, to do a bit for a while that was like we I grew up watching fascist propaganda. No nine year old should be so anti internal affairs. <laughs> like, right. how, like how how do I have such a strong opinion about internal affairs as I right. get out of his way? He's just trying to do his fucking job. <laughs> but that's he's also up the, tango. <laughs> I mean that's also I mean as I get older and I just appreciate the concept of Valverde even more that it could allow you to be like embrace weird fascist pro America 
America ideas <laughs> without being completely racist and jingoistic because it's made up, which is also why the hawk is in Valverde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where Action reason. Boys takes place. Yeah. Exactly. We are. You guys are just doing your podcast at the other end of Hog Street. Which yeah. Is well, wonderful. Now they're doing Valverde in every action movie, but using the phrase separatist nation or mercenary <laughs> army. They're doing right. the thing where it pulls its affiliation from any real nation. Right. And it's just like, like that way it could be like a rainbow coalition of bad guys, too. Like you know, we don't not- know the, the enemy in uh, Top Gun Maverick, do we? They just no, have it, uh, sunglasses on, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the same as Top Gun, where it's like, yeah, oh, right. they're they're communist. We don't know what it is. Because well, it always gets weirder when, especially in an 80s one, where you're like, oh, you were just blatantly like, let's destroy Iraq or something. And you're just like, yes. okay, now I, I just feel watched uncomfortable. Hot Shots Part 2 recently, like Saddam Hussein is like a main <laughs> character. It's like yes. fucking insane. I think and I was it's watching so Red... offensive. <laughs> I like watched Red Dragon for the first, not Red Dragon. What's the one with fucking Dolph Red? Is it Red Dragon? Red Scorpion. Red Scorpion for the first yes. time because I was like, oh, it's a Zito film. How I never fucking watch this. But then I was like, I don't know, man. I don't even know what side I'm supposed to be on, according to you all, with these weird 80s politics, Cold War. Dude, there's so much stuff going on in that movie. We did it recently for Action Boys. It's so much stuff. It's like Russians and Americans in Africa. And it's like there's just (laughs) one one layer too much where you're like (laughs) Emily Ermey. No, not Arlie Ermey. M. Emmett Walsh. M. Emmett Walsh is so fucking alive in this movie he's such yeah. a welcomed addition in that it's but you're right you're watching it like i guess i'm just rooting for Dolph. like i don't like yeah. i don't fully understand the <laughs> geopolitics at play here. this thing in action sure let's save fucking pow's who's gonna say no to that like right pow the escape sure let's save pow's who's gonna say no to that um, well also growing up the action movies we watched even the ones that weren't war films the ones that were back home, whether they were even cop shows or cop mm-hmm. movies, they always were like Vietnam vets, yeah. which made which was shorthand with the user, with the watcher for me to go like, they know how to fuck shit up. If it's, yeah. And like, <laughs> so as a kid, cannon. yeah, exactly. As a kid, I'm like, being a Vietnam vet is one of the coolest things you could be. <laughs> and then you grow up and you're like, I feel awful. We did that to an entire generation of yes. young people. <laughs> well, cause that, and then you watch the, the fucking The Wildlife, that like unofficial sequel to Fast Times at Ridgemont High that has that character who's obsessed with Vietnam. And I think it's Randy Quaid. And he's like, it was fucked up. And you're right. like, whoa, okay. And you're yelling at me, I guess. All right, you're valid. Right, yeah, I was the guy who was just growing up. It's like, once you get back from Vietnam, you're capable of whatever it takes to protect your neighborhood. It's I like, got a Rambo <laughs> knife. It's cool. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. And, and that's classic rock dust in the suburbs. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> what 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 are some like let's let's throw out some songs that we think are classic classic rock right like when you're thinking like if you had to make a playlist for aliens we had to put like 10 songs mm-hmm. on it to be like oh, this is what we consider classic rock uh well if you could only pick one uh pick literally any song off the boston self-titled lp truly <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, we just okay. covered it and truly every single one was a boston rock staple there's not one song that wasn't <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh, literally i i I always kind of made fun of Boston and it was just like, oh man, that band sucks. Yeah. Uh, because it was kind of, it was a nerdy band and I was more into like Sabbath and Soundgarden. Yeah. And Nir- you know, I didn't want to hear that shit. Uh, but man, like going, 
deep into this record uh, for an episode of Hawk Rock Talk, it was just like, holy shit, this is good. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy song, that every single one was all a bangers. single. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, but like, maybe if you were making it in 2023, you're making uh-huh. this playlist, mm-hmm. staying power comes into mind a little bit, right? Like yeah. making think maybe more than a feeling being one of- More than a and, feeling would be the- Killer yes. on Thanks there. to Allie McBeal kicking yeah. it back up in the air a little bit in the nineties, right? Like yep. is yeah. that part of it? Like kind Definitely. of re brought it back in and it like uh, uh I would oh, say no, LA- that was hooked that was hooked on a feeling that uh, the yes. Allie McBeal did, not more than a feeling. I mean, off the top of my head, and Jason, you can uh, counter on some of these, like and these are bands yeah. we don't even like. The doors, LA woman. Oh yeah. We don't even talk about the doors, but to me that was a New England LA fuck it, or New York classic rock staple. Uh, I hate it, but uh, oh, I would God, say yeah. Black Sabbath, Iron Man. Hey, uh, Joe, Jimi Hendrix. Hey, Joe. Oh. I was just trying to think of a Jimmy song. What Led Zeppelin song would we say? Black Dog? Yeah, it's probably going to be Black Dog. Yeah, weirdly. Oh, Black Whole Dog. Lot of Love? Whole Lot of Love. is. That, <sighs> I mean, in 2023, it would be Immigrant Song, and they'd call right. it the Thor yeah, song. The Thor song. Uh, <laughs> right, as yeah. Eric Cunningham would call it always, because he didn't know who Led Zeppelin was. <laughs> oh, uh, <yes. laughs> I'd, I'd include uh, American Girl, uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Do you say oh, Freebird? Horse with No Name by America? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that would be in there. And you're like, oh, I love this Neil Young song. It was Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. You know what? Personally, I would put on Saturday Night Special over Freebird. Okay. Oh, yes. I I agree. I mean, Freebird is like the classic, but I mean, they do play Saturday Night Special a lot. Saturday Night Special is a real good one, man. Well, uh, it's funny because now what we're talking, like, it's interesting because when you say prog rock or you say yacht rock, we're talking uh-huh. genre. Yeah, when right. you say classic rock, it's like a blend of genre and achieving it, the southern style. rock, AOR, it's, Prague. It's it's, yeah. a, it's it's like it also means a level of achievement in popularity or ubiquitousness yeah. or staying power or something. Yeah. So it's it's oddly like a two pronged measuring matrix mm-hmm. that doesn't really translate, but that's what makes it a little more because you can make the case that's like. Oh yeah, Freebird is a little more southern rock, but it's like it is a classic rock song. It's classic yeah. rock, oh, yeah. though, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it's a, it's a, it's a shipbreak song because we talk about that. What are the classic oh, that rock is ship a big, When I worked in classic rock radio, I would throw that on, and I would I knew I had time to do what I needed to get done. Yeah, that's you like need that you, long one, maybe. You need <laughs> yeah. a long one. Uh what's what's a who's like Baba O'Reilly or My Generation? Uh, uh, who are you? What, what's the name oh, of that yeah. song? I mean, because definitely even yeah. that one. Like, I just feel like that gets lumped. Baba is in there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to. That's the thing. Is like I'm going by like band, and what's the one they go for? Right uh, now, would you say uh, like a band like the Cars? That's like outside of classic. No, that's rock. still classic rock. Yeah, because right? at this point too, and the classic rock goes through phases. Like we talk about all the time, like Nirvana is classic rock. Pearl Jam is certainly classic rock. Soundgarden's classic. Soundgarden's rock classic. Rock. Whoa, Black Hole okay, Sun okay, is classic okay. rock. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Now this is blowing my mind a little bit because I would not have thought that at all. Yeah, I think it's you- because they need to hold on and they don't have enough of. Unless it's specific, like K Rock can push it a little bit more, but they don't. There's not the alternative station anymore, and enough time has passed that they're like, let's just lump it in, right? Like, right. Let's just go- call it what it is. KLOS does the same thing too. Like yeah. you'll hear, like you'll hear a deep cut Judas Priest song, and then it's uh, Audio Slave, right? It's, yeah, uh, so, you know, oh, it's something like that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so th- 
So radio stations are the arbiters of what's classic rock. Like, so I think something that comes out now couldn't make classic rock just due to the lack of radio. I mean, that's why we talked about the shit song. Like some songs we do think are singles partly because they would get played so often. Because you needed to take a shit. Yeah, and, so and like, it became classic rock just because of its length and, you know, uh, it's the, the, one long and the one diet of by. DJs. <laughs> yeah. The con- early morning coffee consumption of DJs led to long songs becoming <laughs> classics because they were fucking shitting their bricks all the time. Slow yeah. ride. I mean, I know oh, Fog Hat is not baby. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I, I wouldn't necessarily. You wouldn't necessarily put Fog Hat on a classic rock bands list, like a. Top but 10, I will but... say, for days, uh, days and confused soundtrack. Yes. For our generation, was huge for huge. the fucking classic rock because it was like, oh wait, all of these bands are actually really good. Is what yes. that soundtrack is. Right. That soundtrack is not just one hit. One is no one hit wonders. No. It's all like it's no. all bangers from bands chock full because it's bangers. not it's more so even than like because you know like pulp fiction soundtrack which was huge but it's like more of like oh this is tarantino's weird ideas about music yeah. so versus like days and confused really was just like oh right slow ride oh yeah uh oh if peter frampton with all of it uh uh oh uh, peter frampton feel? was a sketch George I did Gale. for you. Oh, you did that. Peter Frampton. <laughs> yeah, where Guardian. I had to talk with like a vocoder. And Peter like, Frampton, yes. Guardian Angel. And it was a parody of <laughs> Touched by an Angel, the TV show. And I'd but, be like, man, you and you now. And like, yeah, I couldn't even And no one it. could understand you because yeah. you wouldn't stop talking out of the talk box. Alienated through specificity. And, and I wasn't even good at it. I couldn't even do it well. Like, I could <laughs> see it on your face. Like, this will just do for Maud Night. But like. I was about we- to ask, <laughs> was I even there? Because that could have been one of the shows where I also went on tour. It was just like Clement. <laughs> Run the sketch for me. Uh, wait, I have a song. Yep. Curious if this makes. I think it's classic rock, but the but it doesn't sound or feel like it. The Joker, Steve Miller band. Oh yeah, it's classic yeah. rock, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't it turn just, on a classic rock station and not hear that at least yeah. Joker five and Fly times like a an day. Eagle are, are in right, the right. Yeah. Fucking in Hotel California. Hotel as much California. as I hate that song, that yeah. fits under that fucking Jet oh. Airline Liner. Uh, Catman Do yep. by Bob Seger. Big old Jet Airliner. Yeah, Seeger's a quiet one of having a couple yeah. in there. I oh, mean, yeah, he's got turn the page. Oh, yeah, Night turn moves. the page. <laughs> huge. Yeah. Uh, that sure, one definitely man. brings a tear when you're on tour and you're like, he's not wrong. <laughs> Road songs, man. They always Road get songs, you. Baby. They always get you. <laughs> yeah, the Joker's a huge one. Uh, that that is makes a very totally, big yeah. one. Uh, Joe Walsh. Uh, oh, yeah. Life so far. Life's been, life's been life's good. Life's been good to be so far. That's a fucking classic, classic rock. Uh, uh, traffic. Mr. Fantasy. Yep. I would Ooh. throw Mr. Fantasy on there. I'd do rock, Sweet Judy Rock You Blue Like Eyes. a Hurricane? Oh, oh okay. yes. Scorps, oh, would, Scorps would definitely get yes. in there. Rock You Like a and, Hurricane. And in my head, that's 80s rock, which is not is. classic rock, but it is also classic rock. It but is there are classic some, rock, yes. But but would you put, okay, would you put Dire Straits in classic rock? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. King of mm. King of uh, whatever suede is that? No, what song is that? No, fuck. What's King, the one? King of Pain is the King police. of Pain, and I said King of Suede by Weird because Al. Because of Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason classic we're rock. another entry into... point to classic rock. Huge realizing what the fuck Huge Weird Al point. is parroting. Yes. There are certainly polka medleys that I was like, did not know what half the songs were. Another yes. one rides the bus. Another one rides the bus, baby. <laughs> you know, by Bologna. It's... Yeah, by Sharona. Like, I didn't. I know lost on Jeopardy. You know, yeah. there's so many songs. Like he was a big reason I love classic rock. 
Yeah. Same. Just because he's a huge entry point. Yeah. It's the same. My son really liked uh, I Love Rock and Roll, and then it blew his mind that there was I Love Rocky Road. Like, Which is a better yeah. song. It is a, actually <laughs> Honestly, a better song. Sometimes they are better songs. He's a very good songwriter. Yes. <laughs> he just is. Uh, attached with a great video. The video is pretty funny. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, solid video. But yeah, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm just realizing that we haven't made more Steve Miller the Joker jokes on the I know. We need to. It's just right there. Yeah, it really uh, is. Uh, really love your peaches. <laughs> Come on Take now. Your tree. Uh, I, that was an argument just to say that I got into my mother once connected to classic rock because, and I've said it before, like I love Nine Inch Nails, but Closer is the one song I never liked by them. But mm-hmm. it was playing in the car and she was like, Jeff, this is terrible. I want to <laughs> blank you like an animal. Like she was Kevin Meany. <laughs> and then I was like... <laughs> But, like, honestly, without missing a beat, I was just like, what do you think Aerosmith is doing in every song? Yeah. Right. What yeah. do you think Do Me, Do Me, Do Me is? And you're making me listen to that nonstop? Get out of here. My yeah. Aunt Lori, I think I've told this story on the Hawk before, but my Aunt Lori had a kiss. She lived in Salt Lake City. And when I would visit my grandparents every summer, um, she would just come around and she was kind of a, a troubled lady. She, uh, she she partied a lot at that point in time. And this is 1987. I'm yeah. nine. And I she I, I wake up for breakfast and I go to the, the kitchen table and I sit down and there's a cassette tape of Permanent Vacation by Aerosmith. And I'm like, whoa, what's this? And I start taking it out and looking at everything. And my la- Aunt Lori, who I don't think had slept from the night before, was just in the living room, like wanders in. And she comes up and I expect her to say like some big thing about the band, like, oh, well, they do this song or whatever. And instead she whispers in my ear, these guys do cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what's cocaine? (laughs) You know, like, I'm not really, I'm not really that I'm not that plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about the song Angel. But she wasn't wrong. That's the thing. They, she they, was not wrong. She was. If you're going to say anything about Aerosmith, Aunt Lori was probably correct. That's the only thing uh, you can say about them. Sayadara. What is their fucking tour called? What did we see peace, today? Peace. See, peace. Peace out. Peace out. Uh, yeah. Aerosmith's last tour. We all. Re- yeah. We immediately were like, well, here's the video. I guess we should do a video ourselves <laughs> making fun of it somehow. On the hawk, we'll do it. Yeah. Uh Weirdly similar aunt cocaine story. My aunt used to babysit me all the time. And my my mom said she I only learned I only heard this story for the first time like three years ago. Uh-huh. Uh my mom said that she might she took a mirror off the door and put it on the bed because she was like rearranging her room. And I went over to the mirror with a card and was uh chopping it and sliding sliding around and my aunt was like one of my major babysitters and but she's my mom's younger sister and my mom yeah. had me young so it was like a, a 17 8 year old girl babysitting me and my mom would be like um excuse me i'm gonna not use names here excuse me sister but uh and so my aunt was like i had to stop doing cocaine around you then wow <laughs> didn't she quit. i didn't stop doing it all together but uh just around, not around you I will say, as the uh, the straight edge guy here, that uh, in connected to cocaine, but then this is also connected to our earlier conversation of these movies didn't fuck me up. 
One of my favorite. Oh, I thought you were going to connect it to Steve Miller Band, and I was uh, hoping I was, for so that. So I was listening to the Joker. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> what, when I was at summer camp, one of my favorite things to do instead of sports was to take, there was all this limestone by the trees, and I would break it up and say that I was selling cocaine and like yeah. replicate like Scarface and shit. <laughs> like, and Did so anyone again, buy it? Uh, I would just go. Cheech, get the yayo. yo. Yes, (laughs) and I would do a lot of like rub it out my teeth and go. Oh, it's good. It's like this good stuff. You did the teeth, and so I take it back. I mean, it did fuck me up, and this is why I'm a monster now. Along those lines, I never did coke uh, as a kid. (laughs) That's a crazy (laughs) sentence to say, but I never did coke when I was younger. That's a weird, weird uh, kind of. a lot of vagaries in that sentence. <laughs> I can't let you uh, try to try to land what I, what I've actually done. But right, I always, right. all I know about it is that sometimes you have to put a switchblade into a pack of it and like <laughs> lick the switchblade to to get the to make sure it wasn't fucking fake or something. Was yeah. it uh, dish soap or whatever they would always say? You know, something like it's baby and then powder. You take that switchblade and you shove it into fucking. Uh, Billy Drago's dick and throw yeah. him out the window like an invasion USA. Hell yeah. Uh, dudes, thanks for helping me learn uh, more about classic rock and uh, uh, talk about it. Specifically, please yeah, send yeah. me some playlists of I some will. of the shit. Oh, 100%. We're going to work on them. Yeah. We're going to send you some stuff. You'll get some uh, prog rock. You'll get the classics of classic rock. Dungeon Synth. For <laughs> Dungeon you got me up with some Dungeon Synth. Grandma's Cottage. Oh, yeah. Argent, you're gonna get the best Argent playlist <laughs> ever. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna end up being like a weird Argent head, and everything. Like, <laughs> like, long story about how I got into. It. <laughs> Have you? But you know, heard back Argent? in the New York groove, Bobby Ballin or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know the details, but I'm like half explaining it right. <laughs> Hyper normalization, know. man. It's Adam Curtis Smith and the fucking Jonestown boys. Gabriel, you know the key. You don't have to be right. You just got to be loud and adamant about it. My wife knows <laughs> just like your wife does. <laughs> loud and adamant is pretty much my entire uh, social lifestyle. <laughs> Only when you're going to bed do you realize I told the wrong fact and I stuck oh, behind no. it. No one called me out on it because I am a human steamroller. I'm beating myself up because I yelled that Michael Ironsides was in a movie and then like no one knew what I was talking about. Yeah, and then oh, I realized I was oh, wrong. And Delroy anyway. Lindo is in and uh, is in Iron Eagle. I fucking exactly. I didn't mean Michael Ironside was in Iron Delroy. Uh, <laughs> if people want to hear more of these esoteric music conversations and hear yeah. more about the Hawk and uh, Val Verde's classic rock station, where can people find yous to over there? Uh, well, we just launched a Patreon, so you can Hell go yeah. there. It's uh, uh, patreon.com slash 1089thehawk. Uh, 1089! Our- I never figured out the number. <laughs> 108 point nine, 90, what was it? 91.1, the hawk? Yes. <laughs> never forget. Never we did forget. decide today that it was K-W-H-W-K. We're yes, merging. Yes. It's either a K or a W all in one world. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, all, you know, we have three tiers there and, like, you know, a ton of bonus episodes. We do another show called Hawk Rock Talk where we just do deep dives into bands and talk about it. Like, we've done an episode on Queen. We've done an episode on uh, Genesis. on Genesis where we just do a deep dive. You get, mu- you know, music clips and stuff like that. Um, we just released a Hawk Rock Talk classic albums where we did a deep dive on Dark Side of the Moon, Ooh. and that's on the Patreon. Yeah. 
And you can um, so, sync that episode up with yeah. Wizard of Oz, and yeah. oh, it is unlistenable so and unwatchable, but you oh. can sync them Dorothy up. Dorothy falls <laughs> off yeah. the bridge right when I'm yelling at Jason that I hate the song Money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, you know, you can find 108.9 The Hawk in, you know, anywhere you get podcasts. And, you know, there's a, so where, there's a great, great Whatever you're listening episode. to this on right now, pull out yeah. your phone. Yes. Search it on Check that it podcast out on Bitcher app. or whatever. Yeah. At minimum, at minimum, subscribe. Just yeah. subscribe. Subscribe. Just yeah, add. Subscribe. Throw your name in the hat. Just add the data. Add the gigs to your phone. Yes. You can yeah. check it out. Check it out and yeah. listen. Great, but at least add it. <laughs> listen would be least even better. Add it, you know, maybe yeah. a five star review. You don't ever have to listen to it. Just throw it in there. <laughs> but we do have. We've had some amazing episodes lately. Uh, of course, yeah. Gabrus, you were on. You were wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, maybe a good starting p- place if you're listening to this exactly. podcast. Exactly. And then you yeah. find our Paul Shear episode, our Daily episode, our Tom Sharpling episode, our Julie yep. Klausner episode. Two episodes of Zach Cherry. We don't stop, yes. baby. Yeah, Bangers. So- Banger yeah. guests. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. We've had a lot of really, really killer, killer guests. And uh, that's, what we, and that's what we do. And some episodes don't even have a guest. It's just me and Jeff doing a shitload of uh, improvised characters. Everything you heard today, but improvised through characters. <laughs> but improvised through facts. characters. Basically, 100%. That's what it is. You can, you can also check out our website. It's 1089 The Hawk, and all the information is there. Oh, hell yeah. Check them out, guys. I'm uh, Their socials will be in these posts. My uh, my podcast is actionboys.biz. It's a action movie podcast, 70s, 80s, and 90s movies. If you don't know at this point, I don't know why the fuck I'm telling you, but it's where my bread is buttered, so I'll just remind you, please. And also, speaking of bread is butter, why don't you check out 101 Places. It's Party Before You Die, still on HBO Max. I'm no okay. longer saying now on HBO Max. I'm saying it's still, I guess I should say, still on Max, depending on when this episode drops. Okay. But you When know it becomes part. Max, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it might, <laughs> might not still be there. I don't think we cost anything residuals-wise, but... Yeah. Who knows? Whatever weird insurance fire my fucking show disappears during. You can never tell. Thank it's you, all Sazla. gone. The tape's Thank- burned. The tape's burned. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. There's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. 
subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.